Welcome to Frugal Forever. This is a podcast about money. Uh, I'm Josie Parsons and that is Katie Cunningham. And our guest this evening is my very best friend in the whole entire world. Her name is Sarah Michael. She is a nanny from Sydney. She nannies for rich people and not even secret rich people, actually rich people. Um, And she's here because she was, she got into an MLM (laughs) and she's sharing her story. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Sarah. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So we talked about MLMs on our second episode a bit when we had Indy on. Um, But should we explain what an MLM is, just in case anyone is unacquainted? Here's the part where I probably should have looked up an actual Mm. definition. As I was saying that, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I hope you're not... I hope Josie's ready to feel this one, because I don't know. No, I did do a bit of... It's pretty much like... MLMs are where you sell products and then like you you sell them to people and recruit people and then like you have an upline. Okay, stop. That's okay. a terrible explanation. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so MLM stands for multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> Should have started there. <laughs> and ba- basically they are pyramid schemes by another name. By another name because pyramid schemes are illegal and for some reason MLMs haven't been made illegal. Well, in the sorry to interrupt you, Katie, but in this article that I'm about to talk about soon <laughs> with the Guardian, it says that pyramid schemes are like they don't sell products; they sell ways to make money, and that's yeah. what differentiates them. Yeah. So it's like you sign up to be an Arbonne representative, and your job is to sell Arbonne onto other people, and their job is to sell Arbonne onto other people, and it doesn't actually matter. Like the product doesn't matter; it's just recruiting new people all the time so like a pyramid scheme the people who are at the top of an mlm can make a lot of money Mm. everyone else not so much i guess the problem with mlms is that people like sarah as you will tell us yourself in a moment kind of get sucked in being sold a lie basically that how they're going to make all this money but it's just once you've joined it at a certain point down the pyramid you just can't really make that money you can't make money without spending it yourself it's like a nonsensical business model yeah Yeah. like i said on that second episode it's literally like yeah when you're at the bottom there's no one else to recruit or to sell to so it's just impossible yeah Yeah. so some common mlms you might have heard of arbonne as i mentioned um nutramedics i mean tupperware was an mlm wasn't it? it is an mlm yeah yeah that's crazy because they actually have a good product i shouldn't say that but like hello tupperware's good i know it's true the trouble with Tupperware is that it's like got a lifelong guarantee. Mm. So once you buy Tupperware, it's kind of you lose people to sell to because you've sold them this oh, really great damn. product. Shot yeah, themselves in the foot with that yeah. one. Yeah, I actually have Tupperware and I would buy it again. Yeah, same. I, I literally I love, love Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's the exception to the rule. Yeah, like these, you've probably heard of these brands before on your Instagram feed. That's what they are, MLMs. Is is it LuLaRoe and they're going through a lot of shit at the moment? Oh my God, yeah. the clothing one? Yeah, the leggings. I have so much to say about that, oh. but I feel like we should hear from Sarah first. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> so, Sarah, how did you come into contact with an MLM? Um, so, I think my auntie first had a party um, and, yeah, this lady who was doing the party kind of really sold it I guess and then my mum had another party and I guess after that one I just joined up because they kind of like 
make it sound so cool. And I guess I think you only had to pay $70 at the start to become a consultant. Um, and then kind of once you become a consultant, you get 20% off and they kind of have all these um, things to make it kind of sound in interesting, I guess. And um, yeah, so I, I became a consultant and then I guess it really took off from there. <laughs> Which company was this for? Did we clarify that? No, this was for Nutramedics. All oh, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. So I was just going to say, so a thing that all MLMs do is they have make people their sellers have these parties so like mm. like this like you're sitting in an in an apartment and then I'm like I'm just going to stand up and do a quick presentation for you Josephine and you know bust out some slideshow about how our bond is vegan and it's going to make you pretty and then pressure you to buy things exactly and mm, often yeah. from what I've heard it seems like people rock up to these parties not knowing what it is like thinking you're just like going over to your friend's house for like something drinks that's or yeah for drinks yeah. or whatever it's not really clear and then you find yourself in the situation where you're being pressured like not only to buy things but to sign up as, and as I think like another yourself. thing going to these parties is you also feel guilty if no one's buying something you're like oh yeah maybe I should buy something I mean I feel that anyway yeah I like, feel that I feel sorry for stores that have no people in them yeah yeah that is a terrible. Like, you've got to get <laughs> over that, Josie. My God, you don't you see an empty store and you're like, oh, oh. yeah, you do too, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I mean, it hurts me, but it depends if it's like a small business or like a McDonald's. I know, but like even Napoleon Purtis, I walked past that the other Josie, day. Josie, no, he made his bed. <laughs> no, he made his one. bed. No, but like literally, there's no one ever at Napoleon except it's like a Saturday. I know, and that's why it's really sad, Sarah. <laughs> That's why we should take pity on Mr. Pertis. She's been waiting. She's like, oh, I'll buy that. Thank you. I didn't actually end up buying anything, but I did think. I feel sorry for them. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, so who kind of, who was it that actually made you sign up? It was like a friend of. No, me. it was the lady who was doing the parties. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of my auntie had a party from, because I guess at the parties they say, oh, if you sign up to throw your own party, this person gets however much product for free. So friends kind of feel guilty and then say, I'll have a party. So I think that's kind of how they keep going. Mm. Um, But yeah, my auntie had it and then my mum obviously felt guilty, so she had one. Um, And then after that, I think I agreed to have one after I became a consultant. So did they ask everybody if they wanted to get involved or did you go up to her? Like, how did that work? I mean, to be honest, I can't remember fully, but um, she kind of said, had like a pamphlet, I guess, of if you're a consultant, this is how much money you can make a month. Or if you're a um, manager, this is how much you can make. But I think there's different levels of manager. Like there's a group leader and then um, an executive group leader and then a general sales manager or something like that um and I guess at that time I just dropped out of uni and was kind of lost and I just needed I don't know a new job so I, I I got interested and I think I asked her and she showed me that and kind of really sold it to me and I mean like it all looks good on paper but when push comes to shove like you only have so many friends that are going to buy this product or how, or so many family that you can kind of guilt them into buying stuff. Hmm. So, how old were you at the time? 
19. Mm, damn. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I ask how old you were, and it's, like, important to know what stage of your life you're at, because, so, like, I also said this in that second episode of the podcast, but in a Guardian article, it's called They Have a Cultish Grip. Um, the woman, the women losing thousands to online beauty schemes. Someone posted this in the Facebook group. But one of the quotes from it that was, like, really chilling was um, that one of the people who was recruiting others... They told her, I think this was to um, Arbon. No, it was to Young Living. And they they tell you to, like, prey on single mums and they tell you to prey on, like, younger people who aren't in, like, a good stage of their life. And it's like, for example, this is a quote from the article, Rachel's upline, a trusted friend, told her to write a list of everyone she knew and prove she knew and profile them listing their aspirations and weaknesses you're encouraged to find out what it was they really wanted in life and then use that to promise that forever living would fulfill their want oh sorry it was forever living not young living um so yeah they like literally tell you to prey on people who are unsure i mean that didn't happen to me but i mean that's crazy yeah i know um so Funnily enough, I actually interviewed you for an article about this exact topic some time ago. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, oh, tell me about uh, this. And I've like, got the article in front of me like, oh, yeah. Um, you lost like quite a bit of money. I did, yes. Would you like to tell us how much? I mean, I was literally been going over it and I think it was probably close, close to three grand. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. And that was over – I think I did it for maybe – seven or eight months yeah but at the start they make it sound like it's so achievable to have that kind of end goal whereas it's really not um and the end goal is kind of uh you get to become executive sales manager and you get a car and you get an overseas holiday and and yeah they make it sound really cool but to get to that point costs you you a lot of money um and i mean i think in the the whole process, I only threw myself one party, mm. like hosted really? um, one party. Um, so the up, my upline kind of did parties and then said I did it so that the Whoa. money went to me. Mm. Why did she do that? To make it look easy, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so was that like a nice thing of her to do? Yeah, or? it was. Yeah, yeah. Because she was kind of just showing me, oh, this is – how easy it is and this is how achievable it is when in reality it's really not. (laughs) So why why didn't you throw any parties? Like what was stopping you from doing that stuff? I mean, it wasn't even throwing parties. Like you book parties and then you go and show them all the products and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I did that once by myself and then I did it, I think she came with me three times. Um, But then after that, I kind of thought to myself, I've spent... (laughs) a lot of money and I don't see it going any further. Yeah. So the reason that you end up spending a lot of money yourself as a consultant for these MLMs is that they kind of pressure you into buying the product, exactly. which like then being like, Oh, but you'll sell it on. But then often you don't sell it on. And I mean, in saying that you don't even sell it on yourself, you kind of have to build up this massive tester kit. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the parties, you take this kit and everybody uses it so you can't sell those products Mm. um and i mean they did have massive specials on like 
spray oils you could buy 10 at a time and then you could sell those on or you could gift them to people who are having parties so that other people at the parties want to host their own parties. Mm. Yeah. Um, so from that article that I wrote, I'm just going to actually read out a quote from my own article because I'm a wanker and also because <laughs> it's just easier. Um, so Arbonne tells recruits they could earn six-figure salaries with the company, which is true but only for the top 0.7% of sellers. Despite the fact that the company grossed close to $600 million in 2017, most Arbonne consultants will pull in just $891 annually or $16 a week before tax. And that's before factoring in the amount consultants spent purchasing the product, a figure up on doesn't disclose. So that's like, that's fucking shocking. $16 a week. And that's, that's not even true. Like that's a lie because you would be spending like hundreds of dollars a month to buy this product. And I know that, I don't know if Nutrimedics did this, but I know our bond does a thing where like you need to keep buying product to keep your status. Yeah. And they close your account if you don't spend a certain amount. Is that Nutrimedics? Yeah. What? I mean, it's – so consultants – so if you go to a party, you could pay the $70 and become a consultant. And from there, you don't actually have to go any further. So you just get that 20% discount every month. And that I think that's also how the uplines make their money because mm. they've got a certain amount of consultants. But if that consultant doesn't spend enough money or doesn't buy, I think maybe even every month, then they close your account. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's like, oh, you've made it to um, regional sales manager or whatever. They make up all these bullshit titles. Like, no offense, and no, <laughs> I literally flew to Brisbane to go to these award what? ceremonies to get an award, no, and I'd had one party. Oh, no way! What was your award? Group leader or something? What? And I got like they give you so many gifts, so they make it seem like it's just this really cool thing. And I'm guessing you had to buy a ticket to the event where they gave you this award. Yes. And how much was that ticket? (laughs) Probably like a hundred bucks. No way. And flights. Yeah. And accommodation. Oh, so you paid for all of that yourself? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I think once you get to a certain level, they would cover the cost of it. But yeah. What did you think when you got, when you, they were like, you're going to get an award. I was like, oh my God, I'm the best. (laughs) (laughs) And then afterwards I was like. I did nothing to deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sidebar, this is what the media industry does like 20 times a year, invent all these bullshit award ceremonies, <laughs> which they charge people to enter and then attend so that they That's can true. get an award that like doesn't even mean anything, <laughs> just to stroke their ego. Yeah, but then that's like companies applying to go, not like a 19-year-old <laughs> who, which by the way, like where did you get $3,000 when you were 19? Um, I may have got a credit card mm. oh no i was encouraged by my plan to get a credit card so that i could keep a tally of everything that i've bought oh no yeah that is so unethical i know that's it's, disgusting that I is know. so bad oh my god it's crazy when i think back i'm like oh my gosh like i was 19 i had no idea about money yeah. and she's kind of said like it's you can't and i think at that stage debit cards weren't even a thing mm. Mm. So I, you only had your key card or you had a credit card mm. to do online purchases. Mm. So I had to get one mm. if I kind of wanted to make it work. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they do. They deliberately prey on people who aren't financially literate, like people who are exactly. young or people who don't have lots of formal education or like stay-at-home moms who haven't had much experience in the workforce. And, and see the prospect of 
Yeah, and just say, like, here's an easy, fast way for you to get rich. Mm. You can stay at home with your kids. You can set your own hours. You can be your own boss. Like, you can build your future. But it's a lie. Like, it's a total fucking lie. Exactly, because in reality, like, that's all well and good. But then you don't get sick pay. You don't get annual leave. Like, you can choose your own hours, but you might not even have enough choice. Like, if you don't have parties booked... You don't have any work. Mm. Yeah. You can't make any money. Mm. So, like, did you have an, another job at this time? Um, I was working at the chemist. At yeah, the chemist. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I I think I got my nannying job kind of towards the end of the Nutramedic stint. So, mm. yeah. And is that when you decided to leave, when you got your first nannying job? Yeah, about a month after um, this lady was – my upline was saying, oh, you could sell to all the – nanny mums and i was like no (laughs) oh i'm so glad you had the sense to be like that's a bad idea and i think by that stage i'd realized i'd spent so much money i wasn't really going anywhere and like i'd I'd asked my friends all to buy these products and none of them like we were 19 Mm. Mm. no one's gonna want to have nutramedics parties Mm. (laughs) yeah um so yeah i i think i tried all the avenues and realized that it wasn't gonna work so what was the I guess the moment for you where you're like, I'm done with this. Um, I think when I looked at my credit card yeah. <laughs> history and I was like, mm. oh my gosh. Well, I had to pay back one of these big, because you can buy these kits to make up all your testers. And I bought this massive one. I think it was worth like $900. Oh, God. And I bought that at the start of the month. And then by the end of the month, I was like, I have to pay this off. I haven't, I've made probably $100 from Nutramedics this month. I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> So did you make any money back? I think I made maybe $400, $500. Oh, okay. That's still a loss of like $2.5,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, oh, and, yeah. and that was with my upline having these parties and saying that I had sold these products when, in fact, she had. Yeah. So really, like, I mean, she she was trying to help yeah. you. Like, she wasn't being, like, evil or no, anything. No, 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 no. But, I mean... It's an equal company. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, she was really successful and she kind of introduced me to a lot of other successful Nutramatics people. But yeah, I just think, how are they so successful? They must must have so many people that have these accounts open but aren't really. Or they're not that successful and they're pretending that they are. True. Yeah. That like Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because someone's. It seems. Yeah. 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 that's very true. Well, it's like um, in that podcast that I was talking about the dream, the, there was this lady who was the best seller in all of Michigan of, um, I think it was like these bags or whatever. And she made 45 grand a year. And she was like the best seller in all of Michigan. It was like the top person. And like 45 grand, like that's a, that's US. So that's like mm-hmm. a decent salary, but not for someone who should be at that level, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you're doing that well in that framework, the odds are you're just a very talented salesperson who mm. would be earning triple, quadruple that if you worked, you know, in an agency or selling yeah. fucking used cars or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's not a reflection on the company. That's one exceptional person. Yeah, totally. But they cling on to those few success stories and act like, that's the norm when exactly. it's not. Yeah. 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 And I mean, 19 year old me was not a great salesperson. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> I want to be like, believe in you, but like, <laughs> I wouldn't have been a good salesperson back to either. Mm. Oh no. So like, did you even like the products though? Like, cause I know I still have a palette from that time. I think I just threw out my <laughs> Nutramedics palette. I know. I find a fight, find Nutramedics things. I'm like, oh my God. And the, the pigment on that eyeshadow palette is so bad. Exactly. And the lipsticks, I was obsessed with the lipsticks and now I'm like, they were the shittest. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's also probably because that was what six or seven years seven ago. Years ago. Yeah. yeah, but but still, yeah, <laughs> still. So I have a question. You know, in these parties, was there ever any men who came to them, or was it only women? Only women. Bum, bum, bum. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so a common theme with MLMs, not a hundred percent, but like most MLMs their products are made to target women mm-hmm. and i think there's a couple of reasons for that and we kind of talked about this with indie but like one is that they just know that women are more conditioned to be polite and so if you invite people to your house and have a party where you're selling this product like Josie's going to be more inclined than like joe blogs to be like yeah oh fuck yeah you know i'll, I'll buy yeah, one i'll sure. help you out exactly, like yeah they you know you're not going to storm out and say hey i didn't consent to come and be sold at like you know so it's like exploiting that nature ex- like exploiting women's social circles but also all the products that mlm sell are made to target women's insecurities they're like mm. weight loss supplements or their makeup or their skincare yeah, or the skincare was a big thing yes. yeah for us, they were saying, oh, if you start it now, you won't age, like, I'm like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> to be fair, though, I remember at one of those parties, that lady, she, I mean, she did look good for her age. She looked great. <laughs> and she was the one who told me to wear sunscreen for the first time. Ah. So I did, it wasn't until a few years later that I started actually wearing sunscreen, <laughs> but I mean, she knew a few things. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean... <laughs> I don't condone (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and they're designed they're designed for like stay at home mums as well like that's why you see all those I don't know if you guys are in any Facebook groups that it's like buy swap style Sydney I'm in like every one of those groups from Australia don't ask me why (laughs) (laughs) like I mean like Braidwood buy swap style it's fucked Um, like there's always a million posts and they're like do you want to earn uncapped money, four grand a month oh, no. from home, blah, blah, blah. They're always MLMs. Like, yeah. 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 They're, they're designed to exploit people who don't, I don't know, don't have as many other options because, yeah, like you're young. And they see or, it as an easy option, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to stay home and make that much money. Yeah. Where in reality it's nowhere near that easy. Um, what happened when you told your upline that you wanted to leave? Uh, well, I may have kind of just ignored her calls for a while. <laughs> just ghosted her. Nice. Yeah, because I kind of, I think I said, I think I'm going to focus on nannying. And she kind of tried to talk me out of it. I guess because she'd put a lot of effort into it, into me, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, I, I may have dodged her calls for a, a few weeks. But then in the end, I just said, look, um, I've spent heaps of money and it's just not working for me. Mm. Um, and I think she said, oh, why don't you stay on as a consultant? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. But then I just let my account mm. close. <laughs> yeah. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God. Do you know if that lady is still doing it? I'm pretty sure she is. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. So that would be, see, she's the lady that exactly. everyone would be like, this is a success story. Yeah. But it just must be exhausting for her, like monetizing or attempting to monetize every relationship she has in yeah. her life. Yeah. Like, that was even friends with Like, her. she put yeah. heaps of effort into me, and then I'm just like, okay, bye. Ooh. Like, she just must do that to so many different girls mm. or women, I guess. Mm. Um, I follow this board on Reddit that's called Anti MLM, and they just all, people on there always post screenshots of, a fa- like an Instagram, sorry, Facebook message from someone they went to high school with like 10, 15 years ago being like, hey, Josie, how's it going, gal? Like, what's up? And then they're like, they're replying, they're like, not much. Why? And they're like, I've got an incredible business opportunity oh, for you. No. Like, it's just, yeah, forces people to hit this point of desperation of like, I'm just anyone I know, I'm just going to try and sell to. Yeah. Well, that was like a few months ago. I think one of our friends had... Uh, Tupperware party yes yeah and I kind of didn't go but said I would have a party and then afterwards I was like well fuck why don't I offer that (laughs) so then this girl kept calling me I'm like I'm so sorry I don't I don't actually want to have a party (laughs) oh Oh, good well good you said that but yeah you did it because as you feel saying you feel feel pressured and you feel and you've be conditioned in your life to be polite and no one wants to cause a scene and no one wants to make their friend feel shitty exactly so yeah. just go along i know with it. and i i yeah i went to that topware party and i do like topware i do, i think i mean i think it's a great product i think they're good products but i bought way more than i expected to and, and that's the thing yeah i mean you and you buy into like all the demonstrate like when she was showing me the demonstrations of like this contraption that cuts onions like in a certain way i was like oh yeah and then i, <laughs> I called, need that in my I life <laughs> and then i called my boyfriend to be like hey there's this contraption that cuts onions for you blah blah, blah. he's like yeah like that's like just a knife in hands we can do that ourselves <laughs> i was like hmm. <laughs> didn't consider that possibility <laughs> I mean, at least that has some practical application. Like well, yeah, a lot of yeah. these are like scented oils or scented candles or... Yeah. Um, oh, but can we talk about the clothing one? Oh, yeah, LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe. So <sighs> so I don't think it ever really made it to Australia, but it was big in like flyover states in the US. And it's like this... I guess it's like plus size clothing, basically, in these really garish patterns. And... Is it plus size, the leggings? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, they have leggings, but they have, like, other stuff as well. And oh, that's, what? Like, it was the evil genius of it was that it was designed to fill a market gap, basically, and be like, yeah. here's plus-size clothing yeah. that's affordable and that makes you feel good and it's fun and it comes in all these bright colors and you can have fun with it. And um, that's that's fine, but, like, the way that they ran their business model was, I think, the worst of any MLM because you had to spend so much money to buy the product. And when they started the company, they said, oh, you can return anything you don't sell. So it was basically like you can order 10 grand worth of clothes. And basically lots of people were kind of pressured into ordering literally 10 grand worth of clothes straight up, getting credit cards, putting 10 grand worth of clothes on them. And at first you could you could return them if they didn't sell, but then the company started losing money. And so they changed the rules and wouldn't let people return them. So all these people were stuck with these like massive amounts of clothing that they couldn't sell. So then what they did was go onto Facebook and start just like I would do if I was selling my clothes and be like, you know, LuLaRoe leggings, three for $10, just selling them like way below quote unquote market value to get rid of Mm. them, which completely devalued 
the company and yeah. so then no one bought from the consultants who were like trying to sell it at the recommended retail price wow. and the company collapsed oh. and went bankrupt and all these women were just horrifically in debt because they'd bought like tens of or more of clothing wow. that they couldn't get rid of oh my god yeah yeah i started watching vice did like a um a video on it and i started watching that and i didn't finish it but um and it was like all bad quality right that was really bad quality yeah Yeah. it would all like rip after like one wear yeah Yeah. which oh god that sucks but yeah like built to target an insecurity of like women who wanted clothing who especially like yeah yeah and like women who lived maybe not near shopping malls who again had children didn't have time to go out and shop and it was like we'll take care of everything for you you know like here's this easy solution to your problems but yeah again it was bullshit it's always snake oil with these things yeah yeah Mm. oh man oh that sucks yeah i'm actually so thankful because when i did get the credit card i i made a limit of five grand Mm. which i'm so thankful for yeah Yeah. that is really smart yeah well you you can just escalate you could just i mean they just advertise it so well and make it seem so appealing Mm. and you could really (laughs) kind of probably spend 10 grand on stuff yeah and they they're always like like our bond is like if you reach a certain level you get a white mercedes and another yeah. one of them is like if you reach a certain level you get a red convertible it's literally yeah it's that like was the same as neutralics you got yeah. you got a i mean i think the card was a ford fiesta or something <laughs> but still for a 19 year old girl i'm like yeah i want that car yeah, I'll take <laughs> yeah. a fucking ford fiesta well, and then every year they had um an overseas holiday that everyone went to mm. and they made it seem like it was the coolest thing ever mm. i was like i want to go on that you know but it's also it's crazy like we're talking about this and i feel like there's so many articles about it and stuff and the reddit groups how are these companies still i know operating? and i think there's a lot mm. more like fitness ones coming in now oh really oh. Um, yeah wow. like all supplements of um things to make yeah. you skinny quick and all that sort of stuff yeah. well, oh sorry no i mean i was just gonna say i think they still exist because they just keep making new ones. So it's, so it's like yeah. people might cotton on that Arbonne is a scam, but then they'll invent, you know, Arbonne instead. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, but this one's different. And yeah. Or like, have you guys heard of Isogenics? Yeah. What's I mean, that? that's a big one oh, as well. Oh, God. That's Isogenics. Like, it's, um, breaks my heart. They sell blenders and then these it's like weight, weight loss, loss shakes, yeah. like, I guess. Oh. But you kind of have to sell them. Yeah, it's yeah, Which, it's kind of the same thing where you have to sell them to other people. Is Thermomix an MLM? Because you can only buy a Thermomix in a party, right? Oh, I didn't know that Thermomix was an MLM. I mean, it could be. I'm pretty. That's I mean, right. I, I've seen a lot of Thermomixes. Mm. I don't know <laughs> because I've, we, people were talking about it work the I other mean, day. I mean, you have to buy it from a Thermomix. Yeah, person. Person. Oh, because they have MLM. to show you how. Yeah. how I think to use it, is. it. Yeah, which is fair because they're really confusing. Mm. <laughs> Um, well, but it's even like I've been listening to, you know, Nexium, and it's like spelled yes. N-V-I-X-M. So, Sarah, I don't know if you've heard of Nexium. No, I haven't. But they're pretty much, they got um, investigated by the FBI because it turns out that, that they were acting as a self-improvement group, but oh it was God. actually underlied by like a sex slave thing. And it's so like the owner of it had, had recruited all these sex slaves and stuff. But I didn't realize until I listened to this podcast, it was Uncover by the CBC, their like first season, um, that they are actually an MLM as well. So like, but their product was self-improvement. 
And so this person that they'd interviewed through the, through this whole thing had spent over a hundred grand on <gasps> courses. And so no. like, and so like, but she had recruited lots of people and gotten really successful before she left. Wow. She was in there for 12 years, but you, she was t- talking about her tactics and how to get people. And she would be like, Oh, if, if, if I'm talking to someone trying to get them to sign up for a course and they would be like, Oh, I'm not sure. And then she would just be like, Who's going to fix that indecisiveness of you? If you don't do this course, Mm. how are you going to change that indecisive nature that has ruined everything for you? And so it's not even just products. It's also like psychology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think making someone feel bad about themselves. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think I said this when we talked about it with Indie, but it's like the thing they sell to you is your success is up to you. And if you don't succeed within that MLM framework, Mm. then well, that's your failing and you just didn't do a good job when that's not true at all. So, yeah, there's so many layers to how exploitative and gross they are. Like everything about them is disgusting. The product they sell, who they sell it to, how they do it, how they treat you if you're not doing well. Like definitely awful. When Sarah, when did you realize it was gross? Um, Maybe like five months into it. Oh, so you knew while it was happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think she kind of was like, in a way, telling me what I should be wearing to these parties to sell to people. And I'm like, I'll wear whatever I want. what? Like, I don't know. But um, like essentially like wearing black black pants and a nice top or something. And I was like, why would that matter? (laughs) You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so glad you got out of it. I know, same. <laughs> but that um thing you said about how they had parties or a conference or whatever, it's like that as well is obviously to exploit people who don't have a community or don't have like a big social circle because, again, they're stay-at-home mums and they don't know many other people and so it's like... A great way to meet yeah. new people. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They just market it as a solution to like every problem in your life. Definitely. Yeah. When it's not, it's just making more problems. Yeah. It's time. It's time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who did money content first last time when we did... Oh, no, I did, so it's your turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was prepared for this. Yep. Always am prepared with my money content. No, um, my money content today is uh, following on from our conversation about you getting afterpay. Oh, yes. I don't know if you did saw you there was... Afterpay? Oh, yeah. yeah, mate. She got afterpay. I got afterpay. And I bought... Have you used it? Yeah, I bought... <laughs> Oh, it was so sad. Bought GoTo skincare on there, and I've somehow forgotten that GoTo skincare actually makes my skin react really badly. I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> mm, I forgot. I think I just so badly wanted like it to work. For it you. to work. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I have stopped using it, and I'm back to using my simple skincare. <laughs> anyway, um, and I used it again today. I bought a pair of sneakers on Afterpay. Josie, mm. you've got a problem. No, I actually love afterpay but please tell me what i'm doing wrong okay so you know when we talked about it at some point and i was like well isn't doesn't it make an inquiry on your credit file if you apply for afterpay because it's a form of credit and like if you apply for a credit card or like a a nimble loan or whatever the fuck that puts an inquiry on your credit file which lowers your credit rating so it's bad to do that too often um and so that's like probably the main reason that I've always avoided afterpay is that I don't want to get an inquiry on my credit file. Um, but then Josie, you were like, 
I'm sure it was you. You were like, no, yeah. it doesn't, like, I didn't get an inquiry. It doesn't work like that. And I was like, how does that work? Like, it's a fucking line of credit. They have to put an inquiry in your credit file. Anyway, there was this article in The Guardian today about how they've basically exploited this legal loophole where because they don't charge interest, they don't have – it's not officially a line of credit. It's mm. how they make their money is late fees when people don't pay. So it's like – yeah. I did know that actually from when I like researched articles. And yeah, stuff. which is like in essence, that is the same thing as charging interest on a credit card. If mm. you keep charging someone late fees, it's just by a different name. And so that's how they, yeah, get away with without doing those inquiries. But that's like unethical because it means that they're just extending a line of credit to people without actually checking whether those people can afford, afford it. it. Yeah, that's true. But... I'm pretty sure so yeah you get charged in late fees but like what the people that I spoke to so when I did that article that's like is afterpay as bad as it's labeled and I spoke to 10 people who had used afterpay and now I can consider myself one because I've used afterpay and not one I think one of them had gotten late fees so it's actually like not that common to get late fees and also like the limit is really low I think it's like $500 and then once you buy a lot of stuff then they raise it so i i just don't think the afterpay is as bad as we put it out to be so but i read something about like house loans getting a home loan yeah. and afterpay yeah i wrote that article too <laughs> so <laughs> i've written two articles well, on that's afterpay. probably why i read it then <laughs> no so <laughs> what what the banks do is because because when because like lately after the Royal Commission, they're like yeah. cracking down on who they're giving loans to. Yeah. If they look at your bank statement and see that there's like afterpay coming out of it, they will make you delete your afterpay account because that's essentially like, that is essentially like having credit, right? Yeah. So just as you could spend up to $2,000 on a credit card, you could spend up to $500 on afterpay. So they just don't look favorably on it. Right. And when I reached out to afterpay for comment, they were like, it essentially saying like it's no different to the credit cards that these banks use. I think it's a bit more like a rivalry between credit yeah, institutions. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that credit card, that they ethically hand out credit cards to people who are in a great <laughs> yeah. financial position. Obviously they don't. Um, like sidebar, have you guys ever noticed, I don't know, on my net bank, whenever I like don't have much money in my account, I'll get a little thing that pops up. It's like apply for a personal loan today. <gasps> like yeah. you've been pre-approved for a personal loan just because I don't have much money. And it's like, no, because I don't have much money, you shouldn't be giving me yeah. credit because I can't pay it back. But exactly. that's what they do. They like try and swoop in when you're weak. Or if ya. your um, credit card is kind of reaching its maximum, mm. they send you emails saying, do you want to... Um, they actually made that illegal recently. You're oh, not allowed to do they? it anymore. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, they used to do that all the time. Limit. But a stat, a stat from this article <laughs> in The Guardian, um, 60% of like afterpay and the likes... Oh, no, sorry. 75% of afterpay's customers are between 17 and 37. So they're targeting yeah. young people mm. and 40% of them earn less than 40 grand a year. Yeah. So, yes, I'm not defending credit cards. They're evil as fuck. But like... Afterpay is not not evil as well. I know I'm not saying that Afterpay is like an angelic institution, but I ha- I really have looked into it a lot, and it's no surprise that they target millennials because that's what they 
that's what they've set out always to do. Yeah. So even like the founder of it, Nick Molnar, he's done like TED Talks to be like. Are you kidding me? What the fuck is up with TED Talks? You're letting business people just give a TED Talk to spruik their <laughs> and business? And it was a TEDx youth as well. He That's did a disgusting. Talk. TEDx yeah. is foul. Yeah. Suck my dick. Okay, well, no, don't suck my dick, TEDx. I, like, whatever. Like, like, I mean, I'll do a talk if you want, but, like, <laughs> I don't agree. Forced. No, well, he was there just to talk about, like, spending habits and how it's changed and blah, 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 whatever. That was the first time I had heard about it because I, like, I attended TEDx youth that year. But, okay, so for example, and I know I'm speaking about my own article that I wrote, and that's really annoying. Hey, man, that's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not spook our own shit? But a lot of these people that I spoke to, like this one woman in particular was like, Afterpay is a way for me to buy presents for my son that I wouldn't otherwise be able to buy up front. Because, say, like, lay by. Like, don't buy them, you know? But, like, pre- birthday presents for your son, don't buy them. But, like, I guess the problem with Afterpay for me is, like, Instead of buying a $30 coat, you would spend $200 to buy something that you can't afford. But here's the other thing as well. What is the one thing that we always say that like people with that don't have a lot of money can't do? They can't invest in mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're given the True. option to buy a $200 coat versus a $50 coat, and the $200 coat's obviously going to last you 10 mm-hmm. years, but you can pay it off over t- four installments over two months, then that's... Way I really sound like an advert. Okay, I know I do, but I like sign up with Josephine. <laughs> Use my promo code. No, but it like for example, when the shoes that I bought today, they're one hundred twenty-five dollars. I don't what have one hundred. Yeah, I know. Rich, no, but like Vans, right? And like yeah, Adidas guess, and stuff. They're yeah. all one hundred twenty dollars around that. And I wanted to buy ones that were What'd like you ethical. Buy? Well, I wanted to buy ones that were ethical. Thanks for asking, Sarah. <laughs> Because I'm, like, really on an environmental kick at the moment. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so am I. Oh, are you really? Yeah. But I'm really into, like, environmental stuff at the moment. So I went on to Wellmade Clothes. You know that, like, Oh, don't website. even get me started on yeah, that website. In fact, we should do a whole episode about how ethical fashion is a classist scam. It is a classist oh. scam. I agree. Because I don't have – and, like, these shoes were down from 150 to 125 or whatever – and I normally would never spend that much. I was actually considering going to Target and getting like twenty dollar pair of sneakers. Mm. But so then they're the sneakers, yeah, the sneakers. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then I went on to Afterpay and I looked and I could get these ethical shoes and it's thirty one dollars, like every four two times. weeks. <laughs> yeah, for four times. Yeah. And so I'm like, that is so much better because then by the next the next time by the third payment coming out, I would have gotten paid again and I can just pay it all off. So that thing, so do you know what I mean? No, I know. I'm not like, I feel like I'm always like the anti-Ashway person. Because I guess I am, but it's like, <laughs> it's I the don't know. Fits, Katie. <laughs> like, yeah, I use my credit card in a similar way. I just think like, I have a lot of friends who don't have credit cards to have Afterpay, yourself included. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I just don't want you to not understand the nature of the agreement that you're getting into. No, you know I fully I mean? understand. And that's why I'm like, I've... Because I originally went in to write this article thinking that it was really bad. And I, from what I read about it, I couldn't still write the article and say that it was really bad, honestly, because my opinion was not the same after I did all this research. And there's a lot of stuff that is bad about it, but it is no worse than a credit card. Mm. Yeah. My other thing with Afterpay is I think with a credit card, like you can put anything on a credit card. And so I 
mostly use my credit card for like my bills and yeah. like boring shit like that. Like if something breaks in my house and I need to replace it or booking flights or whatever. I Whereas Afterpay, their whole thing is that it's like, you can buy your clothes on Afterpay, you can buy your makeup on Afterpay. It's yeah. buying non-essential items. And I don't know. So for me, it's like a credit card is more of an emergency lifesaver when you know when shit goes wrong and you need to fix it whereas afterpay is things that you don't really need it's just making them easier to get when it's like well if you want to buy a dress like maybe you should just save up for it instead and then i I think if you want to spend that money i mean yeah i fully agree with i agree with that too and And then it's also like um younger girls are probably buying all these label clothes that mm. they really can't afford mm. but yeah. doing it in four payments you know mm-hmm. well yeah and then that's the other so yeah that then that's the other thing like people abusing the system yeah and there was even some it was like a, a not like a laser clinics but it was that type of like um yeah i know oh. my laser clinic has zip pay yeah, yeah and um there was some advertisement for it that was like Pout now, pay later. Oh, which is oh my just like gosh. so shocking. Oh god. Yeah. So like, yeah. Obviously, there's really bad sides to it, but I think if you are res- being responsible about it, the same with the credit card, it's not. It's not as bad as yeah, it, but, as we're being made to believe it is. But that's the thing. It's they're targeting people who don't know how to be responsible with it. They're targeting young people who just want clothes, yeah. like before they know more enough about money to you know assess whether it's worth doing anyway we don't need to get into the 10 million <laughs> on this podcast i just thought that was interesting no, about how they avoided putting it on your credit file yeah yeah maybe one day i'll get after but probably not well no i don't like if you don't need it then that's fine yeah but i do i do think that from the two purchases i've made happy with it yeah i mean i'm happy for you that you bought shoes because as long as i've known josie she's bought like these plastic 20 dollars shoes look terrible must be cutting her feet up break after like two wears and i'm like dude shoes is one thing you just got to invest in like you just got to drop or she goes to Vinny's and buys like dead women's old shoes hey now hey (laughs) that's a lifestyle choice and i'll defend that till i die (laughs) who says the women are dead i mean i'm just guessing by how old these shoes are that they have long passed (laughs) yeah i mean look i haven't made the most sound decisions around shoes but i'm trying to change my ways. i know but it's true and also in um that book hillbilly Elegy. Is it elegy? Elegy. elegy. Yeah. I never know how to say that word. <laughs> it's like faux fur. <laughs> um, he says, like, he kind of defends payday loans as being like, well, this is like kind of the only way that people who are really poor and in shitty situations can, yeah, can like have Christmas or can take that girl out on a date or can like do those things that are the stuff of living. And so they serve a purpose in that way. And I like, I do agree with that argument but it's still like they still come from an unethical place yeah um are you ready for my money content please fuck me up i'm very excited about this i can tell it's recently come to my attention katie and sarah that there is a show called extreme cheapskates (gasps) oh yeah where can we watch this how has no one thought of this before that is incredible i know 
And as part of my money content, I want to have an interactive session where I ask you two some questions of things that extreme cheapskates have actually done on the show. Extreme cheapskates, and whether or not you would do this to save a buck. Heck yes, great idea. Oh, you really go the extra mile with your money content, unlike me who finds it at two p.m. the day with podcast. No, so I found out about extreme cheapskates because someone was talking about it on another podcast, and I honestly like immediately stopped my car and YouTubed it. It's like (laughs) the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So most of it's on YouTube, but I think it's also on Nine Now or something, or Nine Life. Um, So you can watch it on there. But are you ready for number Mm -hmm. one? Ready. Would you work out on a stationary bike at a sporting goods store instead of having a gym membership? Absolutely not. That is so humiliating. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Have some self respect. (laughs) This lady, two times a week, goes into a local sporting goods store and then just starts. For how long? Like two minutes? 45 minutes. But you let her do it for 45 minutes. Yes, they do. Go for a run around the block. <laughs> I know. But she, and she also only fills up her car with one gallon of petrol at a time, which I don't know how much is a gallon, but it was. I don't get it. It's like Why? $3 because if you don't have that much petrol, you won't drive further. You won't drive far. Therefore, you oh. won't use your car. <laughs> I know. Okay. Wash your clothes in the shower while you shower. Have done that while traveling. It's good. You know, when I travel, I wash my undies every night in the shower and then I hang them up on the while shower taps. shower? It's a perfect system. And then you wake up the next morning, your undies are dry. You never have dirty undies in your bag. You only have clean undies. <laughs> it's fucking genius, Josie. I'm shocked. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so we've got one for Katie, zero for Sarah. <laughs> Cover. <laughs> this guy was insane. Cover the entire interior of your car in plastic to retain the value of the vehicle. So as he drives, like his steering wheel, <laughs> oh his clutch, everything, oh get covers. Plastic. <laughs> Buy material like covers. The, the knobs of the volume on the radio covered oh in plastic. God. I hate that. See, you know, okay, this is not the same, but I'm going to draw the parallel anyway. Back in the day when I used to read books, I used to like half open them so the spine didn't crease. Oh, so I was God. like really like, winting to be able to read the book and it's like dude just crease the fucking spine yeah. like what's the point in having the thing if you can't use it properly exactly that is so that's true. how i feel about the car the same guy covered his entire house with plastic because he wanted to retain the value of the house like buy a shit house and buy a shit car if you don't want to like well he had recently gotten divorced and so the house was being uh. sold as part of the divorce settlement so the wife took all the furniture and his house literally was just like covered in plastic and it was him living alone. That's really sad. But also that's just, God, that like offends me on so many levels. Like what yeah. is the fucking point of living? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, just die. That's awful. So that was a no on that one? You wouldn't do no. that? Okay, would you buy two-ply toilet paper and then split it down the middle? And then as this cheap ca- cheapskate puts it, Get twice as much as anybody else for half the price. No. <laughs> I bet he got poo on his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's horrible. Can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. So, um, there was this murder in Newcastle. This is related to money, I swear. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Suburban Mayhem? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's this Australian movie. It's based on this murder. So, basically, this these two siblings kind of killed their dad and like did some other shit, blah, blah, blah. And when 
I think the son was on trial, they were talking about how the dad was like an extreme cheapskate and what he would do, like as if like this is justification for murdering him. Um, what he would do is uh, if you came over for tea, like two people had to share one tea bag, like you had to oh, reuse a tea bag, God. and it's like. Dude. I mean, to be honest, I feel like that's something my mum would have done back in the day. <laughs> oh, no. Like, her and my auntie would have shared a tea bag. <laughs> Which, like, I guess it kind of does make a bit of... Like, that, but, like, also makes a bit of How much does a box of tea cost? Not know? very much. <laughs> Not very much. Seriously. Totally. Um, yeah, I thought for the longest time that you couldn't just throw away a tea bag, that you had to leave it on the sink and then wait <laughs> to, to fill it up later, because I thought I saw my mum do it or something. But anyway... That's a story for another time. Um, okay. This was the most shocking. Oh, no. Hang on. Sorry. Um, heat your food up in your, in hot tub water so you don't use the microwave. The same guy who covered the plastic in his oh house did gosh. that. That seems that? so unhygienic. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, he would do that. That's disgusting. Um, okay. Yeah, this was the most shocking. When you get deliveries... Empty all the packaging styrofoam into a pit, cordon off by two by fours, put bubble wrap over it, then a tablecloth over it, and then use it as a bed. <laughs> so this what? man, this man was such what an extreme cheapskate that he didn't want to spend any money on furniture. So he got two by fours and made like a bed and then got packaging styrofoam oh and put it in the middle, then put bubble wrap over, then a tablecloth, and then slept on it at night. That was his bed. I mean, milk crates as a bed base is bad enough, but, like, <laughs> at least get a mattress on top of and it. And I want to be clear, like, these aren't – these are people with jobs. I was going to say, like, are yeah. these people poor? No. So, they, these are, so they're just, like, heaps stingy. Well, from, from what I've got from the show, they're people that could afford to buy these things, but they, they want to be – they want mm. to save more money because, like, they find a lot of joy out of it. Wow. And the last one, Katie, this is especially for you. Mm. Um, cook eggs on your car engine to save on <laughs> utility costs. I mean, I, I would try it. But, like, it wouldn't work. I just eat a lot of eggs, but I cook them the normal way on the fry pan or in the microwave. So the non-frugal way, may I say. <laughs> you should be uh, poaching them in boiling water in your sink like the man defrosting user oh, oh yeah, yeah. My, hot, yeah. Up his food. my bath no he does it in his hot tub so oh, he's so he's got a hot I tub he did it in the sink no so he his reasoning is that a hot tub doesn't actually add value to the house because it's considered personal property so he wants to just like like use up his hot tub as much as he can so instead of using his microwave, oh he uses my god, his hot that's tub. so much worse. <laughs> Dude, just have a bath in it instead. Like he does a- do that as well. I washes his clothes in it. Yeah, I know. Like, how often oh. do you change hot tub water? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I. What is honestly disgusting. the point in living that way? What is the point in being alive? It's a disease, I think, if you're that stingy. (laughs) Well, like, and there was also this couple who share the same toothbrush, so they didn't have to buy another toothbrush. That's great. And they also had, like, a little tally on on the toilet to say, like, who flushed more, and whoever flushed more had to pay more of the water bill. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a... That's... No one wins in that competition. (laughs) You both both fucking lose. I know. Oh, my God. Anyway, so extreme cheapskates. You're welcome, everybody. It's the best (laughs) show in the world. That's really good, Josie. (laughs) Money, yays, and nays. (laughs) Okay. How about Sarah? Do you have a money, yay, and nay? Look, I was thinking about this on the way over, and I Uh, do have a money, yay. It's actually to do with uh, my pay. So I've just moved back 
or changed jobs back to my old families. So I have two families. And um, one of the families that I work for used to pay me $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just telling everyone my wage. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's what we're that? about on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. Um, as long no, as you're allowed. Yeah, yeah no. Okay, and cool. so like this was kind of, I started working for them maybe three years ago and they just had two kids. And they now have four kids. Ugh. Um, <laughs> too many. I, oh, my God. Too, too many. <laughs> Please don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, can cut not, we can cut anything you're not comfortable with. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I told her today, I'm like, I only want two, kid, two children. She's like, why? I'm like, four is too many. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, I was getting paid $25 an hour and then went back to this family. Um, and, like, for months I've been wanting to ask for a pay rise. Um, and anyway, they hadn't paid me for like three months, which is fine. Like they're good for it. You know, Um, (laughs) you know where they live (laughs) anyway. And then the other week we kind of added up all my hours and she said, um, so $33, is that still your rate? And I was like, (gasps) what? Because when I got my, my job that I left them for, I said, I'm on $33 an hour. And so ever since then, she's been paying me $33 an hour, but I didn't realize. Oh, my God. That's so, that's so good. <laughs> $8 an hour pay rise. I know. That's a and huge so, difference. So she said, so um, $33 an hour, that's still your rate. And I was like, oh, I was going to talk to you about that. Is that okay for you guys? And she's like, yeah, we've been doing that for a while now. I was like, oh, shit. You're like, <laughs> I'm aware. Mm-hmm. You should have been like, no, no, 35. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, my God, $8 dollars pay rise fucking awesome that's nice. sick yeah yeah it's a huge money yay. i know <laughs> do you have a money name but like also i feel silly for not realizing oh no but like if they didn't what you said they didn't pay you for three months yeah true how are you supposed to realize exactly oh my god you're gonna how have you survived without that three about being paid for three months oh uh, like it was only like 50 hours or something Oh, right, because it's, like, your other family. Yeah. yeah so right. I still have my full-time job, and then I just did random hours for this family. Oh, right. Okay, I yeah. see. But now I'm back with them doing more hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, and your money nay? Um, my money nay, it wasn't from this week, but a few weeks ago we went to uh, Casey Musgraves. Oh, yes, we did. Yeehaw! Yeehaw. Mm. Best concert ever. Anyway, my sister has just moved to London and she wasn't going to be coming, but she moved to London later. Anyway, so the day of the concert, we were like madly rushing around trying to find her (laughs) these concert tickets. I feel so dumb saying this, but I got scammed $70 for a concert ticket. And yeah. What do you mean? Like you bought a fake ticket? Yeah. And like now that like when I retell the story, I'm like, what the, like, what was I thinking? Oh no. Like there were so many red flags that I was just like, oh no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was not fine. This guy lived in America. (laughs) The main red flag was. (laughs) Oh honey. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It gets worse. The main red flag was when, because I did it on, um, (laughs) on PayPal. I did it on PayPal. Anyway. And then. He was like, just, it's $70 for the ticket. And I was like, okay. So I transferred it. But then on PayPal, it came up saying, this will be in US dollars. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was $70 US? No, it was only $35 US. But oh. I messaged him oh, I see, saying, okay. oh, it's in US dollars. <laughs> Is that fine? <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, no. This scam is like... Yeah, babe. Oh, God. No worries. So dumb. Oh, so no. then I transferred him 
And literally one minute after I transferred him, some guy on the Facebook post where I found this person was like, it's a scam, don't buy from this person. Oh. Was like, Fuck. <laughs> what was it, just like a Facebook post in the event or something? Yeah, it was. And oh, then like literally after where? we did it and I'm like, of course it is. It was in US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> just think of it as like a donation to this guy's life. I know, right? You're welcome. You know? <laughs> Oh. So the moral of the story was my sister did not get to come to Casey Miles Grand. Oh, that's really <laughs> so sad. sad. It was like the best concert I've ever been it to was. in my life. Oh, God. Anyway. Anyway, that was it. That's a huge <laughs> money, yeah, money nay. Oh. I know, but like, it's fine because I'm getting an $8 pay rise. Uh, yeah, anyway. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Katie, what was yours? Okay. Well, your money yay. Well, so my money yay. So my money yay and nay both relate to the fact that I went to Japan this week. Um, so oh, yeah. <laughs> are you going to talk about how you flew business class? Yes, I am going to oh talk God. about how I flew business class. So all I've ever wanted in my life, apart from like love and <laughs> um, <laughs> food, shelter, <laughs> is to fly business class. Like, I've just wanted it so bad. Ever since I was a kid, I've dreamed of flying business class. Wondered if I ever would. Not even first. Like business. <laughs> no, business is all I need, baby. And um, so then I got this junket, which is like a press trip to Japan where um, like a organization or a company or whatever pays for journalists to go overseas so that they can write about whatever thing that trying to promote. And they booked us business class flights and I was – over the freaking moon and guys i don't know how i'm gonna fly economy again oh, tell us about it okay so it was just so comfortable like i could actually sit in a way that wasn't like giving me 20 blood clots like i could recline you could lie flat and go to sleep oh. your tv screen's really big when you get your food they lay out a white tablecloth for you and put it down and it's like they come and take your order and it's not that cart that goes around an economy where it's like wow. chicken or veg and then they just throw <laughs> one at you. It's like they bring out your individual meal to you. They pour wow. you a glass of wow. wine. That's like so it's fancy. so fancy. And then they have all this like other food that you can just order at any time you want. And it's like, free? Yeah, it's free. Oh my God, look at that. Free? <laughs> Did you get pajamas? No, I didn't get pajamas. Um, but that's okay. And some interesting things yeah, that I observed I mean. on this flight. One, they give you a fucking knife, like a real knife. I could I could have attacked someone with that. <laughs> <laughs> the privileges of the rich. <laughs> um, but also the most shocking thing. They don't make you put your seatbelt on in business class. <gasps> no way. No way. Fucking way. I knew wow. the seatbelt thing was a scam. Yeah. Wow. Like they do not make you put it on. I didn't have it on. And even like, you know how in economy they're like, return your seat to the upright position, blah, blah, blah. And they do that like an hour before you land. Yeah. yeah. I was literally asleep until less than 10 minutes before the plane hit the ground. And then the flight attendant was like, Sorry, Luke, you need to put your seat up. And then she like, she's she, like, Mrs. Cunningham, <laughs> it's time to wake up. Oh, they Dying. literally know your name. They Shut literally up. learn oh your name. Oh, my God. I was joking. I, I know. Like, that's true. And then she like, like helped me put the seat up and I was like, I could do it myself. But <laughs> <laughs> she literally buckled my seatbelt for me oh like I was gosh. a little dumb baby. Um, and anyway, I was just like, this is fucking wild. Like, I, I 
don't know if we talked about this on an episode or not, but there was that article from that lady who was the Disney heir. And yes. she, so this lady is yeah, an heir of Walt Disney and has all this money, obviously, but is actually like woke and doesn't want to be a gross rich person. And she kind of said in this article, the problem, like when you get to a level of richness where you just get to bypass the rules that other people have to abide like that's a problem and that's when things start to go bad and i was like literally that's business class like you don't have to fucking follow the rules on business class <laughs> you're, you're gonna, that on one nine hour flight and you're, you're like, gonna go oh, back I'm to flying now. economy and be like i don't have to put my seatbelt on <laughs> but i was I like to do that this whole time i thought that was like a safety measure it's yeah. not like they're just making you i don't know it's why they keep us in line yeah and wow. probably so they like don't have to go and this is fair enough so the flight attendants don't have to like individually like put everyone's seat you know something after you get off the plane next time know. i fly economy i'm like i'm a baby <laughs> <laughs> do all my shit well <laughs> can you imagine if that happened in economy they'd like yell at you <laughs> literally so that was wild but also so when you fly business class you get to like you have the shorter queues for things. Like when you get to the airport <gasps> to check in, there's a special business class queue that no one's standing in. When you go to board, there's a special business class lane. Every time I walked into those lanes, someone stopped me and said, excuse me, ma'am, this is <laughs> for business class passengers only. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm flying business class. And they're like, oh, and then they drop their pen. Um, not really. Um, yeah. So that was so good. And I was just also spent the whole flight like, looking at everyone on the plane and wondering if they were looking at me, wondering how I was rich. <laughs> Obviously I'm not, but you know. You could be the daughter of like, I don't know, Bob Geldof or something, you know? Like some famous rocker. Like I could see that for you. Like that that was how you could feasibly be a rich R.I.P. Pixie Geldof. You know? Did she die? Oh my God, catch up. She OD'd on heroin years ago. What? Yeah, insensitive much. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am really maybe we should cut this. I'm really no, no, sorry. No, no, no. Bob Geldof isn't listening to Forever. It's fine. Bob, literally, I'm sorry for your loss. Um anyway, that's not actually my money content. That was just a funny aside. Oh, and well, also that's because like money yeah, that's like a biggest money yay of your life. Yeah, but also lots of people were messaging me being like that's not frugal flying business class because I put it on my story like <laughs> unemployed in business class. Yes, bitches, I didn't pay for it. Jesus Christ. Um but no, my money yay from mm-hmm. Japan is that um so as you'll know from previous episode, that time I got in five grand of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I mentioned this, but kind of what kickstarted my year of um, reckless spending was I went to Japan in February of that year. I had six grand in savings. Uh, I think I spent three grand shopping in Japan on that trip. Like I How long were you there for? went nuts. Two weeks. Oh my god! But like I fucking, like sometimes I get this consumer high and I just like I'm like an addict like I can't Mm. stop you know it's like feels so good man and yeah I literally bought so many clothes in Japan was fucked really you know started setting me on the path to financial ruin and normally when I go overseas like I always just spend a lot of money on clothes because you know I like vintage shopping and Mm -hmm. that's what you do overseas if you meet <laughs> i don't know what other people do as you know everyone vintage shops overseas <laughs> i don't know maybe people go to museums or something not me um <laughs> anyway so i was a bit like fuck i hope i don't spend all this money in japan shopping because like i can't do that to myself again guess how much i spent for a hundred dollars uh-uh. i spent fifty dollars oh my god i bought one shirt and some socks 
that's all. Hey, that wow. is like good. I know. That's really good. Yeah. Not even like for a recovered shopaholic, but like for everybody. Yeah, and it just made me um realize like oh no, I actually have just gotten better at shopping mm. and at like knowing my style and what things actually I should be spending money on whereas in the past I just capriciously spent on anything hoping that that would do the job whereas now I actually know what I'm looking for so I don't need to waste all this money on crap yeah yeah so um good for the environment too yeah well I mean I'm it's all vintage so it's all just getting recycled again (laughs) anyway wow you're a real (laughs) eco-warrior Love that. <laughs> yeah, for all the right reasons as well. <laughs> um, but my money nay is that despite the fact that I went on an all-expenses-paid trip to Japan and only spent $50 shopping, I did the maths today and I spent, like, on top of my usual weekly budget that I have just, like, for living in Sydney, $770. What? How? Well, I stayed one extra night in Tokyo on my own expense mm-hmm. so it was like $200 for the hotel I had to buy travel insurance because that wasn't included in the famil and that was like $88 and um, as I already texted you and tweeted I went to the Lost in Translation bar <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> I shit. bought two cocktails mm, that was $80 <laughs> $80 for two cocktails yeah worth it but like whatever um yeah you you were like you were celebrating your life you know yeah I was yoloing um I think yeah I don't know what else it went on but it was just like crap like I don't know what are fruit, those, fruit what are from the sticks? convenience store Pockies yeah. literally they, it was on Pocky like it was actually <laughs> I spent like $700 on Pocky like yeah, I can't control. stress how much Pocky I ate on that trip it was <laughs> fucked up um, but yeah I was just like god damn like even I don't know just going overseas is expensive like mm, yeah. who to thunk it but you know like even when I didn't really buy anything and didn't do anything outlandish I don't know all these little things just added up and maybe it was the international transaction fees as well which I would have worked out how much that was but I couldn't be bothered fair yeah <laughs> well you should be with ING because you don't get international transaction fees. I know I actually yeah. should like that's a very compelling reason for me to switch to ING but mm. I just haven't got around to it that's right mm. Um. Yeah. So that's my name. Oh, cool. Hmm. What's your money, yay name? Well, yay. Oh, I don't really have one. Um, oh, I know. Little Miss Perfect. A yay. Oh, I thought you said nay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got nays coming out of my ears. Man. No, yay. I think probably one would be that on Saturday I really like I wanted to redo my balcony and I was looking at my plants and I wanted more plants. And kind I was so close. Well, yeah, I was so close to going to Bunnings to get more. And then I was like, I might just like start propagating the ones that I have. So instead of going out and buying new plants, I started propagating others. Like, propagating. Wow. So like, you know, when like, say if you have like devil's ivy or something and you cut off the end and then you put uh, it in water to grow new roots. Yeah. I did that with a whole bunch of oh, different clever. plants that I have. Yeah. Um, so it will take a like couple of months for me to see the fruits <laughs> of my labor, but you know, frugal, I didn't buy any plants. True. Literally plants are an expense. Yeah, they literally are. I know. Cause I'm always buying new plants because this apartment just doesn't get that much natural light. So they just like oh, eventually die. die. So then I'm just like, I'll just buy a new one instead of <laughs> accepting that maybe I can't grow plants. <laughs> oh no. Indoor <laughs> plants are so hard too. Like how often are you supposed to water them? Like once know. a week. Yeah. 
once a week. <laughs> Sarah's well, like, mm, I don't know. That's why my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and my money nay is that obviously I've been on this real trip to try and save the planet lately. So I've just noticed myself spending more money on things that I think are ethical, like beeswax wraps. Like $125 shoes. $125 shoes. How are beeswax wraps ethical? So, like I don't, also, I, so I don't use cling wrap. I use beeswax wrap. Yeah, but they last a very long time. I know. Oh, yeah. I didn't even, but still, it's even like heard th- of that. It's like $30 for like three, you know? Like, they're quite expensive. Oh, yeah. my God. And I, so I went to, did you guys hear that? Yeah. Who yeah. was it? It was my stomach again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it's upset. <laughs> Josie, can you just control yourself? <laughs> Shut up. Okay, let me start again. Cut that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went to this like earth event thing and they had like stalls and stuff there and I was all like hyped up on like trying to save the world, blah, blah, blah. And there was this stall selling these things called swags. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're like for your produce. So essentially, <laughs> so they're essentially like these cotton things that you put all your produce, you'd like wet them and then you put all your produce in them in your crisper and they're supposed to make your vegetables last for longer. So that's good. Just like keep your vegetables yeah. good. Anyway, so I bought it. It was like $25 for one of these things and I brought it home and I showed my boyfriend. I'm like, it keeps your vegetables, it keeps our vegetables long, like last for longer. And he was like, how? And I was like, uh, don't know. Like I didn't actually ask the specifics of how it works. And he's like, I think you just got scammed. Mm. And Can I'm I like, tell you what does make your vegetables crisper? What? Tupperware. <laughs> I'm not lying. Oh my god, I'm queen. Is this a party? Is this an Emily party right now? <laughs> yep. Sign up later. <laughs> no, seriously, my nanny family have Tupperware, and I mean their fruit and vegetables stay like crisp for like three weeks. Is straight. it the ones with the little? Um, they have the fruit on the side. Yep, and they've got the little. Yeah, I know. Divots ex- down the bottom. I know exactly the containers yeah, you're talking about. They're really good. Well, so the swag <laughs> is like that. It's the same principle, but it's like organic cotton. Ah, okay. Not plastic. Not plastic. <laughs> so it's like better for the environment. Yeah. Whether it works or not, I'm not sure because we eat our vegetables sooner than they have time to go bad. <laughs> which, like, hey, genius that's pretty scam, good. right? It's like people will eat your veg- their vegetables anyway. So they probably don't even need this thing. You just convince them they do. Whatever. Yeah, you could probably just buy less vegetables. You only buy what you need. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we do anyway. So that's like... Anyway, so that was my money name. Boo. Yeah, you're a sucker. Oh, yeah. Such yeah. A sucker. Alex was probably like, what the hell? <laughs> I think he was just like, oh, another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's it. That was the episode <laughs> for the week. That's all. <laughs> Turn off now. <laughs> um, rate, review, subscribe. Join our Facebook group. It's really great. We love the Facebook group. It's really good if you want advice on something, you want to talk about a good savings account, ethical super, blah, blah, cool community. Everyone who's anyone is in the Facebook group. So. Which is what you've actually tweeted before. I have and it's true. And Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Did you say that? No. Oh, we'll do that as well. Um, thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. Okay, stay frugal. Bye. 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 Bye.